0: Christmas? That's awesome, we're going to sing a great carol this evening Joy to the world, our saviour is come, sing well, sing well Christmas. Well welcome, welcome, feel free to clap your
1: hands and sing along as we sing Joy to the World
2: seat just yet because we want to welcome a few people who is enjoying it up on our brand new mezzanine level seating. Is it going good up there tonight? Fantastic. And we want to say welcome to those joining us via our link to the chapel as well. Can we put our hands together and welcome all of those who are joining us over in the chapel. And a big welcome to those joining us online via our live stream as well, wherever you're tuning in from. We are so glad you could join us for Christmas here at Bridgman tonight. And we want to Just welcome one another tonight. Wish each other a Merry Christmas. So you can turn to those around you, COVID safe style, elbow taps, fist pumps. Wish each other a Merry Christmas right across our auditorium and at home tonight as well. Why don't you do that now? Great welcoming. You can take a seat. Are there any kids here tonight who are excited about Christmas? A few kids and a few big kids as well. And show me those LED sticks. Give me a wave. Wow, they look amazing. Make sure you keep using them as we sing some more carols in just a few moments time. It has been so great to share in Christmas with our community. My name is Nathan. I'm the Senior Pastor here at Bridgman Baptist Church. And we love to celebrate the good news of the message of Christmas. All of our services this week have been... um, at full capacity given our current COVID-restricted gathering restrictions here, but we are so glad to be able to share the good news of the message of Christmas with our community. So welcome, so great to have you here with us. Every Christmas we love to give away to bless those in need in our world. And this year our Christmas appeal is going to the work of Empart. Empart work in South Asia among the poorest of the poor those in the lowest castes of society, the street beggars, the railway porters, the street sweepers, those who have no social security to to be able to care for them when the economy stops and they have been impacted by COVID in um, the most... Um, devastating ways in fact and Jossie Chucco and the team at Empart, who we have a relationship with have already sent out 29,000 emergency food parcels to those in need the poorest of the poor in our world and this Christmas we have the opportunity to be able to be a part of this and see more of those in need be blessed this Christmas and so on the chair in front of you is that QR code and you can scan that it has some information about how you can give electronically towards our Christmas appeal. Also, as you leave tonight, there are some envelopes you can use as well and pens there for you. And you can use them to give. All giving is tax deductible as well. And it's a great opportunity for us this Christmas to be able to help those in need in our world. Also on that QR code, some other information about some things that are happening here at Bridgman as well. But as we continue in our time together tonight, I wanna pray, ask God's blessing on our time together on each and every one here. So let's join our hearts together as we pray right now. Heavenly Father, we thank You for the blessing of the good news of Christmas that You have stepped into this world to bring hope and life. And tonight, Lord, I wanna pray over our time together. We'd be so aware of Your Your nearness and Your presence and Your love. And I wanna pray for some particularly here tonight, for those that Christmas is a particularly challenging time perhaps because of the separation from loved ones or other uncertainties that they are facing at the moment, I pray you'll bless them tonight, that you'll let them know that they'll be so aware of your love and your care for them. And Lord, we wanna pray for our world tonight as well. We know the needs across our world are great. We wanna pray in part and the amazing work they're doing, Lord, and we are thankful for the opportunity to be a part of that tonight. But we wanna pray, Lord, for our entire world tonight, Lord. We wanna pray for your peace to come, your kingdom of love and light to break in to this world. That is our prayer tonight. As we come to you now, we give you thanks and we worship you in Jesus' name, amen. Are you ready to sing another carol tonight? Are you ready to do that? Well, that's good because we are going to sing Angels We Have Heard on High. So why don't we stand together? You can wave those LED sticks around. Let's stand and, and sing with all of our voices tonight. Angels We Have Heard on High. Let's sing together. fulfillment of the prophet Isaiah's word occurred 730 years later, in the birth of Jesus Christ, born to the Virgin Mary, pledged to be married to Joseph. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee, to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was expecting a child. Mary had not forgotten the words spoken to her as a virgin by the angel Gabriel. Do not be afraid, Mary, you have found favour with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby born to you will be holy. And he will be called the Son of God. Joseph also remembered the words spoken by the Lord's angel when he had discovered Mary was pregnant and planned to divorce her quietly. Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because He will save His people from their sins. The journey to Bethlehem was long and tiring, but this was the place where the Scriptures said that the Messiah would be born. When Joseph and Mary finally arrived in Bethlehem, the town was full and they could not find a place to stay. Instead, they were offered a stable. It was here that Mary gave birth to a baby boy and he was named Emmanuel, God with us. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger. And so the long promised Messiah, Jesus Christ was born. The one whose name is Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God. Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, Emmanuel, God with
0: us. desire drawn out for me
3: Revelation 3.20 for the first time when I was around eight years old um, at the church um, my family attended when I was growing up. That night I prayed earnestly to God and I opened the door to my heart and I invited Christ into my life and I just remember feeling safe and comforted. Um, As a child I would talk to Jesus all the time and he was a friend to me Uh, the times when I didn't fit in at school or I was like just an average student, Jesus was there with me always. A few years later, life changed at home. Um, My parents split up and after that, I didn't really go to church very much. Um, Sometimes youth group, but not very often. Um, At 15, I moved to Queensland with my mom and her partner and my baby sister. Um, It was during these years that I just began to drift away from God. Um, As time went on, I would just talk to him less and um, I just decided that he wasn't really relevant in my life anymore. As a young adult, I did try to go back to church once, but I made it to the car park and I was just too scared to go in. Um, When I met my husband, Seb, I was pretty comfortable just sitting on the fence when it came to God. But deep down, I did feel like something was missing from my life, like a lack of purpose. When our son Jacob was born 11 years ago and Elijah two years later, um, everything changed. Um, It certainly felt like I had a purpose. My two boys did and still do mean the world to me. Being a parent is an amazing blessing. And I felt like it was not something that I could just be average at. Um, I put really high expectations on myself, and I just felt like I was never living up to those expectations. Um, My fear of failing them turned to anxiety and then depression, and I ended up seeking help for this. It was a time in my life where I really, I desperately needed God, but I just didn't have the courage to ask, to to reopen the door and ask for help. Um, But he knew, and... He had plans for me already. So just over three years ago, I arrived at the car park in Bridgie. I'd love to say that I came here looking for a relationship with God, but honestly, I just came so I could relearn the foundation so I could teach my kids. Um, And with that purpose, I made it past the car park. I just didn't realize the impact it would have on me when when I finally made it here. The first time I heard the pastor speak, I was sure it was written just for me. I've heard other people say that, but that's just how it was. I was so emotional. I think I cried through most of the service. And it actually continued for a few months. I think it was just a time of much needed healing in my life. Uh, The more I learned about God, the more I wanted to know about him again. I was finally able to stop pushing him away and I reopened the door to him again. I began reading my Bible and praying to God. Not long after the next Alpha course at Bridgie started, I was so nervous, but really excited too. Um, Pastors Jodie and Dan were just so welcoming and patient. Um, I learned so much about Jesus and history and the Holy Spirit, and I was just in awe. And I realized I was no longer coming for my children, but I was coming for my own relationship with God. Um, It was a time of real exploration and it was exciting and wonderful and it also just felt like I was coming home. I felt like throughout my life, God didn't give up on me. He kept calling me back, even though for such a long time, I didn't even acknowledge Him. He was still faithful and I'm just so grateful to be loved so much. Even when I didn't think I needed a relationship with him, he gave me the reasons I needed to seek him out and the courage to do so when fear told me not to. He surrounded me with amazing people and he welcomed me into his family. This Christmas is different. I can say that I've never felt at peace as I have this year. And I'm just truly blessed to be called a child of God. And I know that it's because Jesus came on that first Christmas And He came to give His life for us so that we could receive the greatest gift of all, um, which is life and hope in Him.
4: It's quite uh, quite an amazing story, Fiona's story. And uh, Fiona was recently baptised here as she shared her story again there. But just amazing to see the transformation that's taken place uh, in and through her life. Uh, my name's David, one of the pastors here and such a blessing just to be able to share with you briefly tonight. Uh, welcome to those online as well and in the chapel uh, quite a few years ago now, I was. Um, my parents were on my case actually, thankfully. And they were. I was in grade 12 at the time and they said, what are you gonna do after school? And I literally had no idea. Uh, and so I tried uh, doing a bit of work experience in carpentry. And we had a family friend of ours who was a builder and we sort of teed it up. And in the second last term of school, uh, we went on holidays and I had two weeks holiday and I went up to Bribey Island where this friend of ours was doing a big renovation on a house at Bribey. And so they were living at Bribey at the time and they were doing a renovation on this house. And so I was staying there with them. And one day out of the blue, my boss said to me, listen, if, you, know, you don't have to do the full hours that we're doing, you're just doing some work experience. But if you wanna go for a surf one morning or whatever, you're welcome to do that. And I enjoyed surfing at that time and I'd just gotten my license and I was using my dad's ute. And I said, I actually threw the surfboard in, that'd be awesome. And so I said, I'll, I'll go tomorrow morning. The next morning I woke up quite early. It was probably about 4am. I love to go out early and paddle out while the sun was just coming up over the horizon. And uh, all I needed to do was get out of Briby and get on the highway and shoot up the coast to, to the beach. And, uh, and so I left quite early. It was dark and I found my way out of Briby and I got onto the highway and I thought, awesome. Just so looking forward to going for this surf. And so as I was driving up the highway, I noticed landmarks that were a little bit familiar. And uh, I just kept driving and driving. And lo and behold, honestly, after about an hour and a half of driving, I could not find a beach anywhere. And I was totally lost. And I was driving around and around and around looking for the the beaches. Where were they? And uh, eventually I just thought, I can't keep driving around. I pulled over the side of the road and I thought, I've got to go back, you know. <clears throat> and so I pulled over, I drove back to Bribe, I found my way back to Bribie at least anyway. And I got back to Bribie and I got to the job site and the boy said, how was the surf? And this was the dumbest, one of the dumbest decisions I've ever made. I should have just said it was great. But anyway, I said, oh, I got so lost. I didn't even go for a surf. They said, what do you mean? What happened? I said, I don't know what happened, but all I know is I got totally lost. I said, I pulled over at one point uh, and I was out the front of this school and they said, well, what did it say at the school? Like it must've said a school. And I said, oh yeah, I do remember. It said St. Peter's Lutheran in Dripilly. And they said, what? What? I said, I, I know, like I drove from Bribie down to Brizzy and I drove around Brizzy. And, they, and it, after that, every, uh, every Monday morning, they say, what'd you do on the weekend? I said, oh, I went for a surf. They said, oh, how was the swell at St. Peter's Lutheran? Every single week, it just, that, I, never, they just never let it down. I was so lost, so lost. But you know the reality is we've all been lost at one point or another you would never do that you're way smarter than me but but uh, but but we've all been lost at some point or another surely uh, whether it is driving in some way or another whether uh, you were younger and you were lost or separated from your parents you could have been a busy place like the Ecker and and you got lost uh, maybe you traveled overseas when we could travel and and you went to a place uh, in a part of the world and you you, you were you know sightseeing and you just totally got lost where you, where you were in this part of the world. But maybe not just physically in a situation, but, but maybe even emotionally, maybe deep in the darkest parts of our hearts there has been times in our lives where we felt lost. Uh, we, we thought we knew what we're doing. We thought we knew where we're heading. We thought we had a clear plan and purpose for our lives. And all of a sudden, all this stuff comes up and we realise, actually, I, I don't know. I feel, I feel kind of lost in this situation. Uh, maybe for you, it's business. Maybe business was going great and all of a sudden COVID hit and you're like, I I don't know what to do here. I don't know how to navigate through this. It just seems so dark and I don't know how to move forward in this situation and you felt lost in business. Maybe it's a financial situation. Times are tough at the moment, really tough for you and you don't know how to navigate forward and how to deal with the finances and you're struggling financially and you feel lost in that situation. Maybe it's a relational breakdown, a family member, a marriage, a situation, a relationship with your children or something like that. And there's a relational breakdown there and you don't know how to move forward in regards to that relationship. There's no doubt all of us experience the darkest parts of this world. All of us have felt you know, the, the, the lost feeling emotionally in our lives. Depression, anxiety runs rampant throughout our world today. We're all, we've all experienced that feeling of lost. And yet if you're here tonight, maybe for you, you you know exactly what that's like. And this is the amazing thing about Christmas is that it actually is a hope-filled time. You know, so often we get caught up in the busyness of it, family and food and presents and all that stuff, and there's nothing wrong with it. But the very reason for the season is the fact that Jesus came as the Saviour of the world. So that when we felt that experience of lostness, He says, hey, don't worry. If in the darkest part of your heart you feel lost, don't worry because He says, I am the light of the world. And maybe, just maybe, tonight you come and you're like, why? How does He know my story? How does He know the deepest part of my heart? It's because we've all been there. Because we've all experienced it. In Fiona's story herself, she spoke about how she experienced that lostness and yet she encountered the light of the world and her life has been transformed. And maybe that's you tonight. Maybe as you hear that, you think, gee, I'd love to know what that feels like. Gee, I'd love to know uh, what it feels like to have clarity in my life, direction and purpose. Jesus says in John, when Jesus spoke again to the people, He said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And I get it, it seems like, well, what does that mean? How does this relate to my life? Like the light of the world, what does that look like? And maybe you've never really been to church before, maybe just visiting it just seems like I don't understand it all. I don't get it. And trust me, I didn't either. I'd never stepped foot into church. I didn't know what, what what Christianity was all about. But I had an encounter with the light of the world. And I too can say tonight, honestly, that my life was transformed. And maybe tonight you think, gee, I'd love to know. I'd love to know what that's like. I remember a friend was sharing with me one time, just such so prominent in his sporting arena, he played, uh, for, uh, played rugby for Australia. And he had it all, he had the fame, he had money, it seemed like on the surface he had everything and yet deep down in his heart there was just something that wasn't right. He just knew, he, was, he, he felt lost. A friend of his invited him to church one time and so he was trying to find his way there, he was open to the concept, the idea of going to church and he was driving there and all of a sudden he just couldn't find the church and he rang his friend And and as he said these words to his friend, he said, I don't know where I'm going, I'm lost. And he said, it was the strangest thing because he said, as I said those words, I am lost. He said, it just came over me and I knew that was the reality of my heart. That was the reality of my life, not just where I was. And maybe you feel like that tonight. But notice what Jesus' words, he says, whoever follows me. It's not for the elite. It's not for those that go to church regularly. He says, whoever, literally whoever. You may feel like, no, no, God could never accept me or love me. You should have hear my past. There's no way. And yet he says, whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. He promises life and life to the full, to those that come and follow him. Surrender their hearts, surrender their lives to him. I wanna share with you just finally a a story. I literally came across it last week. Actually, I'd heard about it before, but I just out of the blue came across it last week. I dropped into my parents' house and I was there with the kids and my mum just went upstairs for the moment and I was just downstairs and I noticed on the dining room table, there was a book and I couldn't help. I looked at the book and it, it was an autobiography from Gary Ablett. It's a recent book that's just come out and I literally, I didn't look it up or anything. I just opened the page. I literally just opened the page and I fell across this very page and I started reading. And it said these words and I was totally, uh, you know, just struck by these words as I read them. And he was sharing in this, this book, in his autobiography, and he's sharing in this moment about in his early 20s where he's just joined the Geelong football team. Now, if you're unfamiliar with who Gary Ablett is, he's, people would say he's probably one of the greatest AFL players that have ever played. He's recently just retired. And in this book, he states this, See, this is him in his early 20s. It says, at that time, my football career was beginning to take off and I was finally finding my feet as a regular part of the Geelong lineup. There were three particular areas in my life that were really overwhelming me. There's stuff going on in his heart. Maybe no one knew about it, but deep down there's stuff going on in his heart. He says, this night I was lying in bed and crying, which prompted me to pray to God. If you're real, I need your help because I'm really struggling. My prayer was as short as that. Ablett drifted off to sleep before suddenly waking around 1am feeling unsettled. I remember sitting up in bed before deciding to go downstairs and watch TV, he writes. I turned the TV on and hadn't even had time to change the channel before a Christian show began. I thought to myself, okay, this is interesting. Straight away, the program touched on one of the very things that I was struggling with and it made me think back to the words that I prayed. The program rolled straight into another show that touched on the second thing that I was really struggling with. Then no exaggeration, a third show followed and that one addressed my other worry. Three shows in a row had covered the problems that had been troubling me and I was absolutely buzzing. I just couldn't believe it. There had been previous times in my life where I had uh, prayed and then circumstances had changed, he continues. But I would question whether that meant that God was involved or whether it was merely a coincidence. But that night, as my simple prayer was answered, the series of events led me to truly believe that God was speaking directly to me. It was a transformational, it was transformational and became a real turning point in my life. From that point, I began not just reading the Bible, but studying it because I wanted to learn and understand more about God and His character rather than relying on other people to tell me. It was comforting to know I had someone there who was never going to let me down, who was always going to be there for me, no matter what. It was remarkable as I read those words, absolutely remarkable. A simple prayer that became a transformation that took place in his life. God, if you're there, reveal yourself to me. And I don't know, but maybe as you come, maybe as you listen online, maybe there's something deep in your heart that you just go, I know what it's like to be lost. I know what it's, it's like to not have clarity and direction and purpose and life after death and what that means for me. And maybe tonight you think, hey, I'd love to know. I'd love to experience the light of the world and I'd love to experience life and life to the full as Jesus promised. I wanna pray for you in this moment and I just wanna give you an opportunity, maybe just in your heart and in your head to pray a simple prayer. Maybe a prayer as simple as Gary Abbott, prayed that night. God, reveal yourself to me. Why don't we pray together now? Father, We thank You for this opportunity this Christmas to come and to celebrate uh, the very reason in which You came, Your grace and Your love and Your mercy for all of mankind. There may be some right now, they don't even know why. It's like You're speaking to their very heart. If that's You tonight, I just wanna lead You in a simple prayer, like I said, maybe in Your head and in Your heart, just a prayer like this, Dear God, I want You to reveal Yourself to me. Yes, there's been times I've felt lost. And I pray that You would show me that You truly are the light of the world. I wanna experience life and life in You to the full. Come and reveal Yourself to me. I surrender my heart to You. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Well, Father, we thank You so much for Your promise, Your love, Your mercy and Your grace. And we celebrate You this very Christmas, in Jesus' name, amen.
2: Thanks, David, so much for sharing with us tonight. If you prayed that prayer tonight, then I wanna encourage you to receive from us a free gift this Christmas, this Bible gift pack. They'll be available as you leave tonight. And in it is a Bible and some information to help you on your journey of faith. And we wanna support you and encourage you and pray for you in that. Also on that QR code on the chair in front of you, scan that. There's also a link there that says, respond to Jesus. The same way you can do that. And by doing that, we'll be able to get in touch with you, give you some more information and help you on your journey as well. And if you're watching online tonight and you prayed that prayer in your heart and the, whatever platform you're watching on, in the there'll be an opportunity to click on a link there as well, which says, respond to Jesus. In the same way, you can do that. And we'll be able to get in touch with you and encourage you and support you. But it's the most important decision you can ever make the greatest decision you can ever make in your life. And I wanna say to you as well, if you're here tonight or you're watching online, you have a prayer need, we would love to pray for you as a church. Ask God to draw near to you, no matter what situation or circumstance you may be facing at the moment. You can email us at prayer at bridgman.org.au and we would love to pray for you this Christmas. And so we wanna come and give thanks for this message. It was a holy night when Jesus came. And my favourite carol is, O Holy Night. And so we wanna sing this as we give thanks for the message of hope and life that is found in Christmas because Jesus came into this world to save us. So why don't we stand together? Let's stand on our feet and we're gonna sing with all of our voices tonight this great carol, O Holy Night. Let's sing and worship together. Well, Lord Jesus, we thank you for your presence here with us tonight, Lord. We sense it, we know it. Your nearness, your love, all because of that first Christmas. And so we worship you tonight in Jesus' name, amen. Wasn't that powerful singing that carol, worshiping our King? Can we thank Beck and the team for leading us? Wasn't that just fantastic? You know, this message of Christmas, the angels said, it's good news of great joy. And so we want to celebrate tonight with one final carol. Are you ready to sing one last carol? Show me those LED sticks. Give me a wave. This is a great celebration, carol. Oh, come, all ye faithful. And there's space for you to dance around tonight. We've got plenty of space here. So, team, will you take us away for one last carol? Let's put our hands together as we get ready to sing. Oh, come, all ye faithful. here at Bridgman online or here in person as well. God bless you. Just to let you know too that we are exiting out through the side doors. And if you can leave your LED sticks, we've got one more service tomorrow for those who are going to be sharing with us there. But God bless you. We look forward to sharing with you again soon.